0: Bonjour, welcome to the Cognac Expert Calendar podcast, hosted by Taylor. So today I'm very pleased to be joined by Benedict Hardy from Hardy Cognac. How are you doing today, Benedict?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you, Taylor. And you?
0: I'm great. Thanks. It's always nice to speak with you. Can you tell our listeners who you are and what you do? Well, I am the fifth generation of a company named
1: Hardy and a family that started uh, in the Cognac business in 1863. We'll celebrate next year 160 years of existence. So now I'm in charge of America's business, even though South America is much smaller, as everybody can guess, than North America. So mostly Canada and the United States. But on top of that, I'm also the ambassador uh, and I'm helping my colleagues to go in some other markets. So I'm, I'm at the same time export manager for North America and at the same time ambassador for the brand worldwide. Sounds very busy.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> so what product are we tasting today?
1: We're tasting something that we relaunched in 2015 called Nos d'Argent. In the company, um, nos, I mean, for our listeners, means anniversary and argent is silver. So it's silver anniversary if I want to translate each, each word
0: properly. Can you say, is this from a single cru? Is it a blend? What can you it say about blend. It is a blend. It is a fine champagne cognac. So, by definition, as
1: you know, fine champagne is a blend of grande and petite champagne, the, in my opinion, the two best cru of the cognac region. And if you blend them, you get what legally is called fin champagne. Uh, I'm sure our listener might not know that if we call them champagne, it's not because we add uh, sparkling wine in our cognacs, but it's only because we share the same soil as the champagne people, which means in fact, this soil is pure chalk uh, limestone. And that it comes from a Latin word, campania, which has been translated in French Champagne. So these two regions, the Champagne people, Reims and Epernay and us, share the same soul. So this cognac is coming from these two regions. Okay. 55% Grand Champagne, 45% Petit
0: Champagne in the blend. Now it's the first of the NOS cognacs at Hardy, correct? Yes. absolutely. It's the
1: first of the anniversary series which names that were given by my uncles and my father quite a while ago to designate the fact that, of course, our, our products are assemblages, they are blends. But to give an idea to the people that understand uh, anything about wedding anniversaries,
0: how all the cognacs inside the bottles are. So d'argent for our listeners who may not know the different anniversaries, d'argent is uh, what kind of uh, age? 25 years. Not more, but not less. The, the
1: great interest for this product is that uh, Michael Bouilly, our blender, has selected eau de vise from Grand Champagne and Petite Champagne that were aged side by side in our cellars for so long. And after that, he, he blended them. But I will explain a little later how he did that.
0: And so how would you just describe the style of this particular cognac?
1: I think the style has been well described by Paul Pacult in the Spirit Journal in uh, 2015, when we repackaged and relaunched the product. He said that was an elegant cognac, an extremely rounded product with no asperity, no alcohol edge. It's really something that is very harmonious, I would say.
0: And so there are multiple cognacs in the anniversary range Uh, And I imagine that each one has their own identity. They're obviously communicating a different age. But what was the cellar master going for, for this particular Nostalgent Cognac?
1: I think he was going for something that would be just a step above of RxO. He wanted something with more depth, more density, more bouquet, more marge, as we say in French, which means really... How would you translate that yourself, mash? Like you say for wine, you know, something that when you drink it, you know, it's full, it's complete, it covers,
0: it coats your palate. That's what he was looking for. Yeah, when I, when I hear mash, I think something to chew on, something with real depth. Exactly, something to chew on. That's yeah. what he was going for. Yeah. Um, and in terms of distillation, can you say if uh, the eau de vie that make up this blend were distilled with the Li or without the Li?
1: Well, Michael is a a fervent uh, partisan of uh, distilling with lees. He associates lees, very interestingly, with flowers, with floral nose, with something that gives, again, something to chew on. Distilling with the lees gives more density, more richness to the product. And that's what he really likes the best. And I agree completely with him. My ancestors were already doing that. And I
0: think he... It's wonderful that he continues the same tradition. Great. And uh, in terms of the oak treatment, uh, how much time did this cognac spend in new oak, if you can say?
1: 99.9% of our cognac, if not, say, 100%, starts in brand new oak. There is a, a, it's a religion, I would say, at Hardy. And it's also because we're very fortunate to have people that can afford Uh, to buy new oak every year. Michael buys between 800 and 1,000 new barrels each year. So what we consider new oak is only two years. That's all. And every single of our cognac starts its life in new oak. So this cognac didn't spend more than two years in new oak. And after that, it it was rotated to older oak. If you have 25 years ahead of you, it's impossible to imagine leaving cognac in brand new oak all the time. It would really ruin the taste and give it something too oaky. So the, the difficulty in making cognac elegant and round, though, is have, you have to balance uh, young oak and used oak, which Michael does really well. And also, what is very important is the way he uses our dry cellars and our humid cellars. Of course, you, Taylor, have heard that many times, but maybe our listeners don't know that in cognac, there are two kinds of sellers. And these two kinds of sellers make cognac the great brandy that it is today. So in our case, every single cognac starts its life in new mid-cellar and brand new oak. And after a year, year and a half, it is always transferred to dry cellars but of course, the evaporation is much higher, particularly with the climate change today. And it is what we get. We get, instead of having of losing 3% a year, in last year, for instance, last summer, with the heat that we had in Cognac, we probably will be close to 5 or 6%. Oof. So it's a sacrifice that you make, of course, but it's for the, for the better. I mean, you lose the ethers, you lose the, alcohol, the volatile alcohol, That are not pleasant on the ballot. But after one year in dry cellars, we bring back everything and the rest of the aging takes place in humid cellars.
0: That's great. I mean, I I always ask the question about the cellar conditions, but that's the first time where I really hear a producer talking about moving, you know, an eau de vie starts in humid, then dry, and then humid again, and like this really reflective process.
1: Do you know, Taylor, if there is something that I learned very early on, is that this region also has a lot of fairy tales. You hear wonderful stories about people discovering in a lost cellar a barrel forgotten over the years. I guarantee you that if you find a barrel aged 80 years forgotten in a corner, first of all, there will be little cognac in it because the evaporation takes a toll every year. And secondly, you would be chewing oak and not drinking cognac. So people, what I love when I get visitors is to show them, When well, Michael is the best at doing that, is showing them what kind of work is behind cognac. It's not putting cognac in a barrel, into a barrel, and wait for 80 years until it reaches the 40% alcohol. It's a lot of process to make sure the product remains good. Otherwise, you can very easily make a mistake and you lose it. Not the right oak. Sometimes if the oak is too green, for instance, the whole crop can be lost. So it's it's a process. It's a balance of many, many elements. Things can go well, but they also can go wrong very quickly. Right.
0: I had the, the the chance recently to visit with Michael uh, and the seller. And it uh, I can confirm what you just said. It It was like a clinic on cognac making and all of the things that go on. Uh, really, really fascinating. And in terms of additives, can you say, is there anything added to this cognac, like uh, sugar or coloring or anything like that?
1: In younger products, it is true that for color purposes, um, they, might, they might have some additive. Um, but in that case, for the 25-year-old, because he spends so much time in oak, we don't add anything. What Michael does, which is really unique He's not the only one doing that, but he he uses the the distilled water that we need to reduce the volume of alcohol during the aging process. So he adds water, and that makes the difference, and that creates the product that makes the cognac so more refined and and round. Because you have two options when you make cognac: either you wait until the time has come to bottle the product. But of course, it's not. Imagine a VSOP, for instance. In our case, it's aged more than the legal age. But imagine that you have a product that is at 56, 57% alcohol. You don't want to bottle it at that level. So either you use water during the process and naturally go slowly down to 40%, or you wait until the end and add the water at the end. We have chosen to add water during the process of aging. Michael gets the Eau de Vise distilled from his um, best wine growers. He tests the Eau de Vise that is delivered to us at 70%. And of course, he contributes in the distillation process. He distilled with his people. And at 70%, he doesn't immediately add um, distilled water to reduce the level at 55%. And we never put cognac at 70% in brandy. It's always at 55%. So it gains us some time, but at the same time, the water that he has used to reduce the level of alcohol is really a plus and contributes to the aging factor. So in that sense, yes,
0: we can say that we're adding
1: things to the cognac, but it's still water.
0: It's water, of course. Okay. And so if we move to a tasting note for this d'argent, yes. how would you describe the nose and the palate? The nose is like candied walnut, big, ripe
1: fruit. This is what I would describe the best. It is really the aromas that you have and a touch of citrus, which is really the signature of Artie. And then on the palate... The roncio, which is such a unique concept, this roncio. There is no really translation for that. But does it mean? It means that after a while, the, 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 the oak in contact with the cognac produces like a, an oily um, um, component, like essential oil, that has this taste of walnut, of, of nuts that have been roasted and this is quite oily. That's what you see in the glass, you know, when you when you have your cognac in the glass and you see the legs. It comes from that. That's this rancio, and that's what you have with this nose d'argent. And it it comes with older cognacs instead of young cognacs. You know, you have three kind of ages in the in the, in the cognac category. You have the age of flowers. I was designated that probably until the age of around twenty years. And then you have the age of fruit, which is exactly where Noce d'Argent is. And then after 30 years to 35 years, you're really in the age of spices. So I would say that on the palate and on the nose, you really have the ripeness, the the, the beautiful. It's like summer. This product tastes like summer. It takes like the, the
0: apricot season, the peach season, you see. Beautiful. Yeah, wonderfully blended cognac. Very balanced, very refined as well, I would say. So thank you very much for sharing your responses, all of these explanations. It's been wonderful. Happy holidays. And uh, and again, thank you so much. Thank you very much. And happy holidays to you, Taylor. Thank you for listening to the Cognac Expert calendar podcast. All bottles of this calendar can be found on cognacexpert.com. Tomorrow is another day, another cognac. Au revoir.